Welcome to Strictly Business, Variety's weekly podcast featuring conversations with industry leaders about the business of media and entertainment. I'm Cynthia Littleton, co-editor-in-chief of Variety. Today, my guest is Stephanie McMahon, chief brand officer for WWE. Stephanie was destined to work in the family business. She began her professional career at the age of eight as a catalog model for WWE merchandise. The daughter of WWE chairman Vince McMahon and former WWE CEO Linda McMahon has done just about every job at the company, from answering phones to steering the writer's room. All of that experience is put to good use in her current role as steward of the most well-known brand in pro wrestling. In our conversation, McMahon discusses how she's worked to make the company more visible with blue-chip corporate partners, and she also makes no apologies for the company's forays into markets like Saudi Arabia and Abu Dhabi, as she explains that WWE helped expand the boundaries of what women can do publicly in entertainment and sports settings in those countries. It's all coming up today on Strictly Business. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Relax and unwind tonight with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy work week flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. 
Welcome back to Strictly Business. Stephanie McMahon, Chief Brand Officer for WWE. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me, Cynthia. It's really a pleasure to be here. WWE has definitely done a great job of keeping itself in the headlines and keeping itself going during the, you know, during the really the height of lockdown conditions. You just last month completed a very successful WrestleMania 37. Tell me about how pulling off this signature, the Super Bowl event of the WWE world, how was it different this year, given that you, this was your second rec- WrestleMania in COVID times? How was it different this time around? We actually got to have people this time around. Um, last year, uh, it was, you know, for the first time, and I've been at every single WrestleMania except for last year, my entire life. And um, last year to not have any fans was such a unique experience. WrestleMania was supposed to take place at Raymond James Stadium. And instead, we had to relocate to our performance center, which is essentially a warehouse with no fans. And at the same point in time, it was right in the beginning of the pandemic when there was so much fear and so much uncertainty. And for WWE, it wasn't a question of if, but how we were going to continue to produce our programming every week, which is live, but especially how we were going to put on WrestleMania. And I had the privilege of doing the the cold open uh, of giving the, you know, sort of the welcome. Mm -hmm. And it was such an honor because one of the reasons why we we continued and and why it was how not if is because we feel the responsibility, not only to our partners, but to our fans to provide that levity, you know, to maybe provide some sense of hope that things are continuing, you know, that, that they're not gone or lost forever and that we are here for you. And we are all here together. Um, Mm -hmm. even though we couldn't be in person. So to go from having WrestleMania, which last year was the first time we did two nights to really, you know, expand the the value for our fans um, and partners to then go to WrestleMania 37 this past year just took place. It did take place in Raymond James Stadium, April 10th and 11th. Um, We had a, a limited capacity, but it was a capacity crowd for the limited capacity for the number of tickets that that we were you know, able to sell working with our partners there. Um, and of course, on the heels of the Super Bowl being very successful at Raymond James Stadium, which was very helpful to us. Right. Um, but to be able, we all just to set the stage, literally, we were all of the superstars that were competing came out on stage in the beginning of the show. And Vince McMahon, who is our chairman and CEO, and of course, my father was standing mm-hmm. next to me and he welcomed our fans back home. He welcomed them back to WrestleMania. And we introduced our new signature, which used to be then, now, forever, and is now, then, now, forever, together. Because that's, I think, one of the things this time has really reinforced to all of us is the importance of being together, of being that community. Mm -hmm. And to look out and to see tears in the eyes of our fans' faces, because we all knew we were a part of this moment. I mean, you, you... you felt it, you get goosebumps, you know, the, the energy um, and our superstars who have been dying for our fans to be there live in attendance. Um, it was just such a special evening for us. Um, we broke records for, from a viewership standpoint. It was also the first time um, that WrestleMania took place on our new partner service, Peacock, in partnership with NBCU. 
Um, so, so there was a lot going on, uh, needless to say, ar around the launch of WrestleMania this, this year, April 10th and 11th. Was it in terms of producing it, given the COVID restrictions, I would imagine that did you have restrictions in terms of what you could do in the ring or even around the stadium? So we've continued to perform in the ring all throughout the pandemic. We we've sure. have produced our live weekly programming. So our performers in the ring are unmasked. Um, they are tested. We have all kinds of protocols, not only for our performers, but employees, anyone working in the buildings, you know, et cetera. Um, and because these protocols we've been running now for over a year, um, we actually have less than 1% um, positive rate for COVID, which is pretty remarkable. Um, so no, there weren't limited restrictions in the ring, um, but certainly there were, you know, there were things that we couldn't do in and around the building. We couldn't do our access event, our big fan events. We couldn't do, you know, any number of different activations. Um, there was no tailgating. You know, none of the the typical things that we do, you know, to attract fans. And, right. And the things partners, around so. the event that enhance it and make it bigger. Exactly. Exactly. And our fans, of course, had to be masked. Everyone working except for our performers had to be masked and social distancing and, you know, all of that good stuff. So all of the protocols were still in place, which is certainly different than how it normally is. How was it in the, being back in the stadium with somewhat limited capacity? Did how did that how did that affect it as a business proposition for WWE? Is that a hit to you if you can't sell as many tickets as you can as demand would ask for? For sure, we make less money, less revenue if we don't have all the tickets sold. Absolutely, <laughs> we definitely would like to have our fans back for many reasons, and that being one of them. Um, so absolutely. But from a sponsorship perspective, uh, we actually had record-breaking number of sponsors for WrestleMania this year. We had 14. Um, and it was, you know, other than really the, the live event ticket gate, everything else really outperformed for us. It was, um, it was a, a huge success for WWE all the way around. Did you get a sense that marketers were like dying to have a, a live buzzy event that they could, that they could reach people with? Absolutely. Absolutely. And our partners, um, it's funny, Snickers has been back now. This was our sixth consecutive year of Snickers being the presenting sponsor for WrestleMania. And they actually upped their game and uh, added the presenting sponsorship of the main event match. Um, we had our first time, you know, partnership with DraftKings at WrestleMania. Um, Old Spice, we did this really fun, clever integration where we actually created a WWE superstar um, called the Night Panther, which is named after the scent that they were promoting. So, <laughs> and, and that aired across all of our different platforms, you know, so it was, uh, it, it, it's really fun. The thing that WWE offers that nobody else does is this opportunity to really get in deep with our content. You know, we can customize content creation. We can really we're only limited by our own imagination in terms of what we can do for our brands and our partners. And some brands and partners really latch onto that and want to make a significant impact and others, you know, like the logo placement. And we're happy to work with all of them. With SmackDown, one of your biggest TV franchises moving to Fox almost two years ago, what did that do for you? Did that open up? Did, do you think, did you bring, did it bring new viewers, new attendees into the fold? Absolutely. Uh, all of our data demonstrates that it was a success reaching new audiences and bringing in more viewers, for sure. Fox is an incredible partner, as is NBCU, of course. 
Um, and I think Fox's ability to promote across platforms is, you know, pretty much right there at the very top of, of the game. Um, they have been a remarkable partner for us across the board, and um, we're incredibly proud of our partnership. During the, you know, during during the period when it was you could not have fans in the stadium, how did 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 that sort of step up efforts to still speak to fans? Did you did you take efforts to try to, you know, keep consistent messages to them, or did you come up with like additional content that might sort of tide them over? Absolutely. So we increased our, our content production. We actually uh, produced 2,300 hours of content last year alone across all platforms. And we have a, a three-tiered model to how we produce our content. So there is, um, of course, the, the linear uh, model or pay TV model, how, however um, people best understand that. And that is with our, our flagship partners, USA, and of course, Fox, as we were just discussing. Um, but then we also have our AVOD strategy. Um, which is across all of digital and social media. We launched our partnership with TikTok. We um, increased our content production across the board, and, and we've actually seen you know, significant growth. Um, we launched over 2,000 new products, CPG products. And actually, during the pandemic, during 2020, our e-commerce business offset the loss of live event ticket revenue and live event merch. Um, so that, that was really pretty, pretty remarkable. Um, so we did, we, we saw an increase in engagement. We absolutely produced more content, more product, you know, tried to engage our fans in, in multiple different ways. And then we did see the growth. Absolutely. I'm curious when in the, in the worst of the lockdown period, did you, did your marketing, did you kind of reference, as you mentioned, you, you have adjusted the tagline to, you know, for the post COVID world about being together. Did you, did you, I'm curious how people communicated with their consumers during the, during the worst of it. Did you, did you specifically address that, wow, we're all home, we're all stuck at home, or did you try to take, you know, be like the escapist option for WWE fans? So we tried to be the latter. We tried to be the escapist option, but while still engaging our fans. Uh, one of the things I think WWE, I think we're the original interactive brand. Um, when you think all the way back to the days of the Roman Coliseum, when the emperor would decide the gladiator's fate and the audience was a huge part of that. I mean, that's that's where it comes from. Right. It's it's that audience interaction. And one of the reasons I think we have such a significant digital and social footprint, we have you know over a billion social followers across platform. We're the fourth most viewed YouTube channel in the world. Um, number one sports YouTube channel, but the fourth most viewed overall YouTube channel. And, and that's, um, that's something that we're also incredibly proud of. And one of the original content producers when YouTube first launched. Right. Um, right. So we've really been a part of that, that since our inception. And I think why digital and social work so well with our audience is, of course, that's where the audience is. But because our audience has always been a part of our show, and digital and social allows them to be a part of it, even if they're not there live. So it would make sense that those numbers would amplify. And WWE has a history of really interacting with our fans. It's not just pushing marketing messaging. It's listening to what they're saying and responding and responding with action, um, which is actually something that we did for the whole women's evolution that happened in our business. Um, there was a, a hashtag in 2015 called Give Divas a Chance, which was how we then branded our women's division. 
specifically calling for more athleticism, better character development, better storylines um, for our female talent. And we responded at the highest level strategically. So that came from fans. That was that came a, from fans, fans saying that was that communicating with you chance. part that you were referencing. Yep, exactly. But so here's how we responded. Then at the, the biggest possible level, the highest level, we had Vince himself respond and say, we hear you, keep watching, give hashtag give divas a chance. That hashtag trended. I mean, I, I think I said this, but it trended worldwide for three <laughs> days. It was loud. And um, so we responded in kind. And at WrestleMania 32 at AT&T Stadium in front of over 101,000 people, our biggest live event attendance ever. We announced the rebranding of the women of the Divas division to the women's division. We unveiled a new championship belt that was more akin to the men's, but still very feminine and announced that our women would now be called superstars, same as the men. Since that time, our women have gone on to regularly headline and main event all of our programming, including WrestleMania. And not only that, but I think the biggest impact that we had um, in Abu Dhabi, it took us about six years to be able to have our female superstars perform. And during their match, you know, and their, only their heads and their hands could be exposed, their gear had to change. Um, but during their match, a chant broke out of both men and women chanting, this is hope, which is not a typical WWE chant, you know, and there were tears in the eyes of little girls in the front row. And take that experience and then know that we did not one, but two women's matches in Saudi Arabia, where the chant simply became, this is awesome, which is exactly how it should be. We'll take a short break here and be back with more from WWE's Stephanie McMahon. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to 
bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. And we're back with more from Stephanie McMahon, Chief Brand Officer of WWE. You've obviously made, you know, WWE has obviously made an investment in taking the brand to, you know, many overseas locations. Abu Dhabi, Saudi Arabia have been areas of real controversy. Certainly in, in the U.S., there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of backlash to various, you know, what, what you were just describing. These are, mm-hmm. these are, you know, these are restrictive societies. Why is it important for you to be there? So WWE takes the approach that we want to be a part of the change and not judging any, any brands or any other decisions that other companies make. Everyone has to do what's right for them. But for us, it's about being, you know, you have to be there to be able to be a part of the change. For example, in Abu Dhabi, um, different scenario, but it took us six years to be able to have our women perform, but, but we went. And if we would have pulled out, we would have never had that opportunity. Um, sometimes it takes persistence. Sometimes it takes, you know, tough decisions. And of course there, that was a very tough decision. Um, you know, and we decided ultimately we wanted to, to be there to help affect change. And and we were able to do that. I mean, that's, that's a remarkable part, you know, I mean, it's, um, it's amazing what you can do when people really come together for the right reasons. Are you, um, were you surprised? I know that it, 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 WWE was very kind of quickly embraced by audiences in those regions. Did that surprise you? Did you, did you, did it surprise you that the brand would resonate that strongly in places that are very different from the West? Um, I'll tell you what surprised me was just how many families were in um, the stadium in Saudi. Uh, I don't know why my perspective was that it would be a predominantly male you know, audience. I mean, I guess I, I do know why I would have thought that, but <laughs> the, the surprise is that it was, it was families and it was kids in, in WWE merch and running around. And it's exactly what WWE is all over the world. We are a family friendly brand. We bring people and communities together. WrestleMania itself, we typically have fans from over 60 countries, all 50 states, all different socioeconomic situations, all different religious beliefs, political beliefs all coming together to enjoy this one thing that we all love. It's like this huge family reunion. So it shouldn't surprise me that our audience, even though skin tone might be different, even though people look different all over the world, it's all the same. It's the same people. It's families coming to enjoy this product. A question I had for you about the women and showcasing more female wrestlers. Has Have you seen a corresponding growth in female WWE fans in general? We have, we're nearly 40% female um, from a viewership standpoint. And and I think it's really because of the family aspect. Um, And we have absolutely seen more engagement, more young girls, you know, really watching WWE and being fans. We've also seen young boys who are now fans of the women, you know, because our female superstars, when they have the opportunity to showcase who they are and their athleticism. I mean, we had um, the first ever 
uh, two women, two African-American women to compete at WrestleMania as the main event of WrestleMania night one, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. And Bianca Belair gave this really beautiful interview afterwards. And she said how proud she was to know that little girls who look like her could look up to her in this moment and what that meant. You know, and I just think, um, you know, I'm just, I'm very privileged to be a part of a brand that is driving this kind of impact and change. Women that pack a wallop. Amen. <laughs> that is, that is awesome. What would you say as you look out, there's a lot of people are talking about, you know, that 2021 is going to have a, a big second half. What is it? I would ask you, what is the prospect for you getting back in a touring footing? And just in general, what do you, what do you, how are you feeling about consumer demand and, you know, sponsorship opportunities? How are you feeling about the second half of 2021? So sponsorship has been going strong because again, we continue to produce our programming. So we've, we've never lost our sponsors because they've always had a, a place to be. Um, but from a live event standpoint, we're absolutely planning on being a part of that big return to live events and sporting events. We certainly hope that that does happen. We have no official announcement yet, but we've been public that we are um, building plans and moving forward for the second half of the year. Get back to touring. It's clear that you were born into the <laughs> wrestling world as the daughter of uh, WWE chairman and CEO Vince McMahon. I know that your grandfather was even into the re in the wrestling business. So grappling is definitely in your blood. How did it happen, though, of the, of the many the many avenues that you could have taken even within WWE? What was it about marketing that spoke to you? How did you become chief brand officer? A very circuitous route. Um, but, you know, WWE has been obviously a part of my entire life. And uh, <laughs> there's lots of fun stories about various superstars joining us for family dinners, uh, including Mr. T and, and Hulk Hogan, who headlined, you know, the first WrestleMania. <laughs> and my mom had to make Mr. T liver, which she absolutely hated. <laughs> so that was just that was a really fun moment. But my life is filled with stories like that. I have not led a boring life. From a business perspective, uh, I started, you know, when I was about eight <laughs> uh, as a model for our merchandise. Um, I don't think I ever really got a paycheck on that, but um, I would model merchandise for our catalog. Uh, let's see. I worked reception starting when I was about uh, 14 or 15. Um, I would work the switchboard. Back then, there was no automated switchboard. Everything was, you know, by hand. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I really interned just in any department that I possibly could, including human resources, um, live event marketing, television production, um, our whole AMG, our advanced media group, when it was in its, when it was right in the beginning, uh, and our website looked more like Donkey Kong than anything else. <laughs> um, I remember all of that. I remember when we solicited and contracted our very first web designer. Um, and I remember, you know, going to to the different designers and and hearing their pitches. I mean, I've I've had this incredible life to, to be a part of this 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 product and this company. I then um, just higher level positions. I was in charge of creative writing, probably the longest, um, you know. And I was the first woman to do so many things in our business. And then I ran our live events division, our talent relations division. Um, our whole digital division, uh, which was where I really tried to combine digital and uh, and creative writing to ensure the consistency and the flow of our storylines through all of our 
different platforms and channels. And then that ultimately led to my role of becoming the company's first ever chief brand officer. Um, we were actually in the market, you know, about 10 years ago or so with our core programming rights, Ron Smackdown. And we were, we were just not getting the, the level of response that we wanted and that our numbers really warranted. Um, and we realized that we had, you know, a perception problem. So we created this role to really, you know, amplify our brand presence to really reach out also on a B2B level. We had gotten so good at, at marketing ourselves directly to our consumers, but we hadn't taken that more broadly. Um, and we hadn't taken it really into the business community. So, so that was really the, the impetus, you know, for the whole chief brand officer role. And, and ultimately now marketing rolls up in, into brand. And um, I'm also responsible for uh, GSP for all of our, our partners and sponsors, as well as uh, entertainment relations and community relations, which is um, at my core and at my heart. And at a part of WWE's DNA, I grew up with that too. <laughs> Definitely. Well, we, I can see, I can absolutely sense your passion for the business. It's hard to hide. <laughs> I have to say, I, I can't help it. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. We love to hear from listeners. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Strictly Business. 